votre quotidien. Hello and welcome to another exciting episode of the Urza's Radio Podcast. This is episode number 15. I'm one of your hosts, Morgan Hoke, and joining me as always is Kyle Wilcock. Hey guys, how's it going? Uh, today we're going to talk about a number of different things. Um, we're going to talk a little bit about some events that we've uh, recently done, a little bit about uh, how I'm preparing for Las Vegas in December, and then a little bit about uh, modern, like the removal in modern and how it's good and how you can play around it and how you can use it yourself. So to start things off, uh, this uh, past weekend was GP SeaTac. Uh, two weekends. Two ago, weekends ago. Sorry, yes. sorry. Yes. Uh, time has no meaning. Yeah. Here. <laughs> uh, so two weekends ago was GP SeaTac. Huge Legacy GP. I, we had a lot of fun. I had a lot of fun. Did you? Have fun? fun. Yeah. Yeah. I know uh, Legacy is not really the focus of the show, nor is it your favorite format, Kyle. But no, uh, I think I think I found a, a deck to make it bearable. All right, so we're gonna go with that. Right? One of these days, I'm gonna get you on Pod Nick Fit, and you're just gonna be like in love. That that would be the the dream. There's All that right. like tier one Pod Nick Fit deck. I, like, I could do that. I think it's close. I think anyway, <laughs> we're just beside ourselves. So what did you actually play on the day? I actually played lands. All right. Um, and <laughs> I, so, how did you prepare to play such a complicated and intricate deck? <laughs> I went to a four round tournament Thursday night, mm-hmm. and uh, that was about it. Yeah. <laughs> Never played the deck. Uh, watched some YouTube videos. Um, I basically broke all of our advice on uh, our like preparing for a tournament mm-hmm. episode, except for the fact that I did have my deck registered the night before, and I knew what my 75 cards were going to be on Monday because I literally just net decked it. So yep. I was like, this is what I'm rolling with, and I watched some YouTube videos on how to play, and you know, played on Thursday night, and that was about it. And how'd you do? I did not do too well. Um, I think I was like... Three, I was two, three, and then I just started playing for points um, instead of like I was out of prizes already. Uh, the day started with me sitting down across my uh, turn one opponent, and uh, he wins the die roll, and he's on Belcher and just manages to turn one me. Just I did not get to play a land, and you know, playing lands that's pretty vital to your deck, even yeah. doing anything. So, not having force of will, I just lost, and then uh. I'm like, okay. So I sideboard in some cards and, uh, you know, take. I go first this time. I play a land, say go, and he just combos off and kills me again. And I'm like, well, that's, that's interesting. Something that, you know, you, you kind, of, kind of take your lumps. You yeah, know? yeah. So look at the round timer. I've got 45 minutes. I'm like, yep, just going to go get more coffee. <laughs> um, so it was a bad start to the day and is the reason I don't like Legacy. But besides that, um, you know, the rest of the games were fun, exciting, eventful. I learned a lot about my deck. Um, I actually enjoyed myself, so it was good. That's good. I uh, I played Infect, which is a deck that I've played a lot. Like, I've played a lot of Infect in, in every format where it's legal. And uh, I was on the, the newest uh, list from Tom Ross, so with the main board, uh, Sylvan Library, which is super spicy, and I love it. And Green Sun Zenith package in there. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Super <laughs> fun. Um, went in feeling... I hadn't actually played that variant of the deck yet, but I went in feeling pretty confident that, like, I'd at least be able to win a couple rounds. I didn't think I'd day two or anything. Um, round one, I'm playing against uh, Blue-Red Delver. I kept a Sketcher and got punished, and I lost that round to uh, 0-2. And I was like, well, that's going to be that kind of day, right? <laughs> um, and you need X and 2 or better to qualify for day two. So then I went and I rattled off four in a row. Um, didn't drop a game for four rounds straight. Uh, I played against uh, High Tide. Um, that's, by the way... 
not a good matchup if you're the high tide player. <laughs> I'm a little bit faster than you. <laughs> a, little, a little faster. Uh, so I beat high tide. I beat rug delver twice. And I think I beat shardless. Um, yeah. Shardless I, I didn't think would be a good matchup. But he just kind of never had anything. And so I'm not really sure that that was a representative sample of the of the meta for that. Right. Um, uh, rug delver I found to be an interesting. It really, you know, I thought it was a really good matchup when I played it. It just felt like I was just doing things that they couldn't interact with. Um, then in round, so that's five rounds. So then round six, I played against uh, uh, da, 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 Hypergenesis, which I'd never seen before. So uh, he casts a Cascade spell, like a Violent Outburst or something, and I'm like, all right, so he's going to probably Cascade in Hypergenesis. So we need to counter that. Okay, so I counter it. It's fine. Counters. He untaps and goes, show and tell omniscience. And I'm just like, I don't... <laughs> what do I even do? Like, I've got nothing good. It seems good. I'll put into play a Blighted Agent. What do you have? And he's just like, Progenitus, Gristlebrand, draw my deck, kill you. And I'm like, okay, that's that's fun. That's that's magic. That's fun. Uh, <laughs> so I cited in a bunch of, like, I don't even remember what I cited. I cited in, like, two Crozen Grips or something. Game two, he doesn't uh, draw a land, so I just kill him. And in game three, he... I actually, it was a really, really close game, um, and it came down to a misplay where I valued holding a Crozen Grip for a eventual Omniscience over using it to kill a Shardless Asian and get two points of damage in, and that mattered. And thinking back on that, that was a mistake, because even if I had managed to keep the Crozen Grip for the Hypergenesis, or for the, the uh, Omniscience, he would have had priority first, so he would have got a Fatty, and I wouldn't have been able to do anything either way. So I should have just used it to kill the um, Blighted a- the. Uh, Shardless Agent and gone and, and killed him, but I didn't, and I lost that. And then um, I lost to uh, Rug Delver again. This was the more traditional Delver Wasteland Stifle build, and uh, Magic is a real hard game when uh, you you don't have any lands. I so I lost game one to just Wasteland Stifle. You're dead. Round two, I kept a, la- a hand with Land, uh, Noble Hierarch, Noble Hierarch, uh, Glistener Elf. So I go. I am on the play. Turn one. Uh, tropical into Noble Hierarch. He goes Waster Trop. I'm like Noble Hierarch into Noble Hierarch on my next turn because I don't have I don't have another land. Right. So then I draw another land. Um, and so the the top deck for the the site turn two was actually the third Noble Hierarch in my deck. <laughs> so uh, I draw a land on turn three. Go Noble Hierarch, um, Blighted or Glistener Elf. Noble Hierarch, uh, the third Noble Hierarch, and then play a land. Um, I go to fetch. He's like stifle your fetch land. So I am currently I have three noble hierarchs and a glistener elf on board, and he has no nothing. Like he has no lands. He has no delver. He's got nothing. Mm-hmm. And uh, I go, okay, that's fine. Uh, untap, invigorate berserk. You're dead. And <laughs> I took a picture of it with my phone. I'm just like, this is my board. I have zero <laughs> zero lands in play, and I just killed you. And then game three, wasteland stifle. I'm out of the game. Um, which is actually, I was really surprised at the consistency at which he was able to wasteland stifle me out of the game because. Like, that's something that the deck's good at, but it's not something that... It's, it's, he, was like, he had, like, three Wastelands each game. I don't know how he did it. Like, <laughs> um, but, yeah, that's uh, that's Legacy. And then I dropped, and then I went home, and it was very late, and I had a lot of fun, though. Yeah, no, it was fun. It was definitely fun. It's always fun to go to, like, the big, you know, thousand-player-plus tournaments and meet a lot of people and see a lot of famous people you know. And, yeah, it was yeah, pretty like cool. Cedric Phillips was there. Yeah. Was playing for a while. Yeah, I actually had, uh, on the way back from lunch, I was actually had a conversation with Cedric Phillips, which is kind of cool. Oh, like, really? Just, like, I mean, like, people, I'm sure, like, people just talk to him because he's just, like, a normal person. But right, he's, like, right. you know, 
totally cool about the fact that people know who he is and just like, hey, Cedric, what's up on the street? Like, I would be freaked out. Personally, I'd be like, who are you? How do you know my Why name? You like, know me? Yeah, yeah. No, I, it definitely takes some getting used to. Yeah. Um, but yeah, very cool. Very cool time. Um, if you don't, if you get the chance to play Legacy, I know it's expensive, high barrier to entry, but it's just, it's a lot of fun. I, I really enjoy it. It's a just a fun format. And uh, yeah, you get to do broken things. Yeah. And so I guess also this week I saw the some of the spoilers were confirmed for oh yeah um, oath of the gatewatch oath of the gatewatch yeah well, I don't know if they were confirmed but they were uh, they, they were they were actually confirmed later. oh okay yeah, so it's it's a thing but we don't know like the rules or anything so we have a Kozlik, we have a basic land that's a waste and we have another land that is uh, bizarre. Uh, it's called like mirror pool. Yeah, it, like, copies creatures and copies instants and sorceries and yeah, it does all sorts of fun adds things. Colorless mana or whatever the new mana type is. So we don't know the rules, so we don't exactly understand how so it works yet. My understanding, like, it's... and and this is all hearsay, but um, you heard it here first, I guess. <laughs> so essentially, there in your mana pool, there's you know all the colors of mana. You can also add colorless mana to your mana pool. Um, but the colorless mana that you add is not necessarily the same as um, generic mana. So on a card, when you see like the five in the circle, that's like generic mana as opposed to colorless mana, which is specifically colorless. So I think what we're seeing is this new symbol represents actual colorless mana and not just generic mana. Um, yeah, yeah, and that's one way for sure. And the other way is that it's an entirely new color. Oh, it um, could be. Basically. It could be but, sixth color. Yeah. Uh, you know, it... It's going to depend on how the rules are written. It's noticeable that like the basic land type or the waste it doesn't have a basic land type. It's just so, called basic land. Waste. Yeah, it's not like a I new think... type for like tribal and stuff like that. Like it doesn't work with those cards. So it's an interesting choice that they made. And I lo- a lot of these look like they're based off of um, John Laux did a great designer search cards with uh, this this new type basically mm-hmm. yeah and it almost it literally read exactly like this the only difference was instead of called waste it was called cavern yeah <laughs> and um and he the... he now works on the design team so well, not anymore he used oh to. he is yeah, okay. um but basically the uh, the article um is just all of the current magic designers like uh, maro and stuff just ripping on his design as being like terrible well, it's not super harsh like some of it's like Morrow like says, if you were gonna do a sixth color, this is how I would do it. But I don't want to do a. Sixth I mean, color. most of the comments were very mean. Well, yeah, not yeah. like mean, but basically like this is not good. You are too dedicated to this. Like it's it's bad. Like yeah. this isn't how we would do it. And like it was honestly just all of them were just straight up like this is subpar. There's like barely any positive thing in the entire article. So it's kind of weird to me to actually then see these cards that look very similar to what he was. He was trying to create uh, coming out of the thing that I like about it is that it's a backwards compatible way to add a sixth color, right? Yeah, like if if this is interchangeable with colorless mana, then that means that these cards are are backwards compatible, which is cool. The weirdest part to me is that like mirror pool says, like, you know, tap add and whatever this new color symbol Mm -hmm. is to your mana pool. And so if it is if it functions the same as add a colorless to your mana pool, it's basically an errata, right? Like, it's basically like saying that. This is the same as saying tap add one you know, generic mana to your yeah. mana pool, and it seems weird that they would basically like errata the same thing in the middle of a block, right? Because like this is basically yeah. saying like we're halfway through the block and now we're introducing this new color, and basically the cards you know that we printed for the first half of this block have like the old way of saying the same thing. 
What if yeah. it's not? Maybe these diamond things are are new are, are completely different. Maybe they are just a new color. Exactly, and that's what I, I was thinking. I it guess could be I, a new color. I don't I don't know, and we won't know until the rules. We come won't out, know until the rules come out. <laughs> I guess if I were a designer, I would I one of the things that you can't do with colorless mana right now is there's no way to represent a pip of colorless mana. Right, right. There's no way no. to require that some of the mana be colorless. No, I understand and that. So that's a very good addition. I guess that's what this that does. lets me that do that. This, that's what this lets me do. Uh, but it would be weird to errata all the old cards. So I. Yeah, like if know. like if mirror pool, if that line said tap add one colorless mana to your mana pool like the old, the old way, then it would one hundred percent be on board with your your plan. Um, but the fact that they're like adding this new symbol, yeah, if it said one and, colorless but had the symbol as pips, but that's really yeah. that's really high barrier of entry for new players. So I don't, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know, but it'll be interesting. I, I'm yeah. looking forward to it. Um, I don't think that it'll have very many like modern implications, just because I highly doubt. You there's... can play as many wastes as you want in your deck, and then you're like, "I'm going to play this wasteland," and they're <laughs> like, "You can't play." Oh yeah, you can. <laughs> but uh, depending on how the rules fall, if it's a new color, basically, um, then I don't think it'll have any modern implications. If it's an, if it's actually a new color and not just colorless, yeah. then it might have domain implications, like domain in, and chroma. Or not so, Chroma, um, but Domain sees play. Like, Domain's use a thing. Right, but the, the basic lands don't have a land type, so they don't add anything to it, right? So, like, because Domain is, like, for each basic land type. Oh, so what's, control... the one, what's the one that's for each color of mana you spent on the spell? Um, that, that's Chroma. Yeah, okay, or so Or, like, Chroma. Sunburst and stuff sunburst, like that. So, yeah. like, I don't know. We don't know how that'll interact. Um, that's why I kind of think that you were right about how it works, is because all of those cards would be a lot more complicated now, because, like... It'd basically be colorless, but that's a color. Yeah. And it'd, it'd be weird. Um, so, I don't know. I'm anxious to see the rules when they come out and see how they how they did it. Uh, yeah. But, I can just see this giving, like, Eric Forsyth, like, a huge headache. <laughs> yep. <laughs> but if um, if it is just truly tapped at, you know, colorless mana to your mana pool, um, a lot of these uh, could... You know, be very good Tron cards. Or uh, Affinity. Or Affinity, yeah. The, the or colorless modern. Lantern Control. Yeah, or Lantern Control. <laughs> I went back and rewatched the uh, GP Oklahoma City footage with... Uh, uh, yeah, this the Brian Lantern Control. Lantern yeah, oh, control. my God. <laughs> that guy, that Lantern Control deck looks so good when somebody who really knows it is playing. Yeah, it. you can you can tell if the person knows what they're doing or not. It's And I never know tough. what I'm doing, so... <laughs> yeah, it's hard. It's hard to play. Um, which brings us to our next uh, segment, which is how is Morgan doing at learning Twin and Modern and Standard and preparing for big things in December in Vegas? Yeah, how's it going? Um, it's going. <laughs> it's uh, it's rough. Uh, so Twin is a deck that continually challenges me, and I really thought really early on this this journey that I would be switching to Rixis Twin, but I wanted to get a base in blue-red twin first before I, I jumped, and that's not the case anymore. I'm, like, pretty much sold on blue-red twin being the variant of twin that I want to play. Mm-hmm. Um, because it does less damage to itself on lands, it's more consistent, it has a less fractured game plan, and you can actually just twin. And uh, I feel like the Grixis twin builds have a lot of trouble actually just winning through twin. Right. Um, that being said, uh, you do win a lot. I, I've won a, a couple games through non-combo means and i think that as i get better at playing the deck i'll win more and more games through non-combo means the hardest part with playing this deck is understanding when you're the control and and when you're the beatdown, and knowing which of those to to further more than the other i have a lot of I, i i a lot of times can see what i think the like 
most like best value play on a turn is but oftentimes i i'm doing things that are anathemic to what my role is on that turn yeah um, no that makes a lot of sense i uh it, it's a complicated thing it's like imagine there are, are two mountains in two in two separate directions and you know they're both places you can go and sometimes one is the true mountain and sometimes the other one is the true mountain and like is where you need to go and like figuring out which path you need to be on not only is it like matchup dependent but it's also turn dependent and switching back and forth and not just doing whatever looks cool or looks like it does a lot right now right is it's 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 a skill it's hard the other thing i have trouble with is mana efficiency understanding that i need to like when it is safe for me to go i'm i play far too conservatively on Mm -hmm. in certain ways i oftentimes will just do nothing on a turn and that's something i need to not do i need to be spending my mana every turn to do something and uh yeah yeah i think a lot of cards like lightning bolt um are what make this the hardest part right because if you're on the control route you're aiming those lightning bolts at the creatures yeah if you're on the like beat down route you're aiming them at their face and where you know where you want to shoot your lightning bolts um, whether or not you want to like snap bolt and then like start swinging with a snapcaster and just like yeah. go all aggressive like sometimes you have to find a middle ground and be like snap bolt your creature and then just keep attacking the snapcaster mage or something like that like identifying where your bolts need to go i think is one of the hardest parts of the deck yeah and then, absolutely uh, you also add cards like cryptic command in there that have multiple modes for like okay i can counter you from stop casting a creature or i can use the mode like tap down your team so i can get in for an attack and like you know things like that and desolate loot house is just an insane desolate lighthouse <laughs> loot house. desperate loot house <laughs> that's why i started calling it desperate loot house because oftentimes when i'm using it i'm desperately looting, looting for something yeah, yeah. Um, I, like I need it. to use that more efficiently i'm not doing a very good job of that yeah it's a good card uh and if you're taking you know the pain of having a colorless card to run it you gotta make sure you're using absolutely it. Um, cards that are underperforming for me right now are well, primarily Cavern of Souls doesn't really do anything for me, and having the third colorless land has hurt me more than it's helped me. So I'm going to be moving that to a red source, and then um, beyond that, I think uh, three to spell the main is like one too many. I need ways to interact with things that aren't instants, and conveniently, most of the things that I'm finding that I care about are two mana. So I'm going to add another spell snare because that's just been insane every time I've had it. Yeah. And, I mean, it's great in the mirror. It's great against anything that can play Spell Sky, which is a lot of decks right now. It's great against uh, and, and and main board too. Like people are playing Spell Sky main, so right, right. Um, it's just great against random things. It's really good against Tarmogoyf, which a lot of times is a, a threat that's hard to deal with and a really efficient clock. Mm-hmm. So it just seems really gets good. Terminate gets terminate like uh... gets opposing remands. Yeah. It's gets everything you a lot of things you care about. Yeah, a lot of things. Sure. I it's tried spell pierce in that slot and found that it was really good against Tron, which you wouldn't think it would be because Tron is like jamming like all these like massive things and playing all this mana. But the thing is they're always really tight on mana. So like they're playing a card on turn three. And they're not, they don't have any way to pay for spell pierce on Karn. And if you spell pierce that Karn, you've set them back quite a ways. Or if you spell pierce that O Stone, mm-hmm. that's their only way to remove your creatures. Like, right. And even when they're starting to ramp up, you know, like turn one expedition map, oh, you go for a spell pierce. pierce that, that, yeah. Yeah, pierce Get that their, out of there. Like, their ancient stirrings, pierce their sylvan scribes. Yeah, like, anything. Their setup cards, you can also slow them down a lot. Any that little way thing you can do against Tron, yeah, just I think to buy a turn. Pierce, spell pierce is a great card against Tron. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, so I mean Tron, it doesn't do anything in the late game, but basically there aren't any. There cards is that nothing really that doesn't do anything in the late game. Like, there's no stopping Tron. I mean, you can always just combo off and just win on the spot against Tron. But, yeah. like, Tron's supposed to be one of these classically good twin matchups, and I'm finding that there's a lot better Tron players now who are a lot more prepared and ha- have decided that they would like to beat twin. And if I think you... the printing of Rending Volley uh, helps Well, in the sideboard, that helps a lot. But in the main board, 
you can play a main board in Tron that includes spell scouts. It doesn't really overload on graveyard hate. That plays more O-Stone's main. Yeah. And that does a lot of work. And, uh, I mean, carning my lands, that's... Scoop them up, boys. We're done here. Like, <laughs> Yeah, if they get Karn going, it's it's pretty bad. Yeah. But, but I'm really enjoying the deck. It's, it's really rewarding. I, it's one of these things where... I don't know if I was just so abysmal at the start or, or what, but I'm, I'm seeing myself get better week over week, and it's really encouraging. It's like when you go to the gym after not going to the gym for a while, and you just feel the pain at first, but then eventually you're like, hey, you know what? I'm, I'm getting better. I can like I can lift five pounds now. That's awesome. Like, <laughs> um, yeah, so uh, I don't know how much our listeners here care about this, um, but I'm, indulge me for a moment. I'm going to speak about standard, the format of Ew. poppers and, you know, ruffians um so i'm playing dark jess guy in standard right now and i love every second of playing that deck it's it's all it's not i think twins a harder deck to play but it's close dark jess guy every there's so many decisions you can make and they're all so good like you always feel like you're getting so much value it is the deck of all two for ones like almost every card in your deck is a two for one Mm -hmm. and Oh man, the value is just so insane, and and not only that, but just the <sighs> amount of flexibility and customization you have with this deck is just incredible. Oh, like yeah. I've, I've, I've there have been like several top eights from the Pro Tour from GPS where this deck has placed well. All of the lists look radically different. Like, mm-hmm. like they're like they're all roughly the same cards, but completely different amounts, completely different mana bases, and it's just so, uh, mana bases are really similar, but still just such a variety within the, the archetype it is just so crunchy secret teeth into there's some videos of lsv playing this deck on uh channel fireball and it's just yeah i was watching those oh videos. my god yeah, have you seen them he's yeah. just like taking people apart oh, yeah, pretty good. he's just like <laughs> running a clinic on this deck and it's just like oh my god i'm probably switching to lsv's build a little bit more because he's overloading on uh he's playing three each of uh, ojitai's and uh colgan's commands mm-hmm. by the way this is a deck that can confidently go turn one Red Source, turn two, Jace, turn three, Mantis Rider, turn four, Crackling Doom, turn five, Coligan's Command, turn six, Ojitai's Command, and yeah. just like all of the colors are just always there. And you have to learn how to fetch correctly to get this going, but mm-hmm. oh my god, you just get to play all the good cards. Yeah, man. I, it almost seems like a modern deck because like, so many of the cards are actually played in modern. Some like, of the cards are banned Jace in modern. Is so strong. Yeah, you're playing Dig Through like, Time. Dig Through Time. Oh. You've got uh, Tassiger. Uh, Colgan's command, like these cards are strong enough to be played in modern, and yet you still get to play them in standard. And you get to play awesome. so many different kinds of games too. You, like there are games where you stick a Mantis Rider, and keep it alive for like three turns, and then they're dead, and it just feels like playing a Delver deck. And there yeah. are games where it's like, all right, I'll get a Jace out, and I'll Colgan's command you a couple times, and I'll beat you with a Tassiger, and then I'll flip a Planeswalker, and you're just like, I'm just I'm playing Jund, and like there's everything in between. There's like there's like a pure control. Deck. And then after sideboard, you get to sideboard in. Like, I'm going to just play a control deck, and I'm going to play these mastery done scenes and beat you to death with two twos, and that's just a thing I can do. And, like, I can play Ugin. You can just jam an Ugin in the sideboard of this deck. Make the game go to the point where you have nine mana and just cast an Ugin. Yeah. That's yeah, the thing. That's, that's... I that you can play it. It's just, <laughs> it's just insane. Like, if, if you have the means and, and the desire to play standard ever, uh, right now, you can play the craziest deck I've ever played. Like, it's, it's pretty... It's disgusting. I've been playtesting with him, and it, it's pretty fun. All, all of the decks are very powerful. I yeah, think. I think um, we're at a very powerful time in Standard. Yeah, I'm, I was playing... Uh, my favorite that I've been playing against him so far with is the green-white Megamorph deck, and the amount of value that you can squeeze oh, out man. of that deck between, like, 
flipping, you're getting back your Deathmist Raptors, and then, like, you know, you flip a Death Protector to bring back your Dramokas Command, and you get your Deathmist Raptor back, and you, like, Dramokas Command, two for one him, so you're, like, basically you flip this Den Protector over, and you're getting, like, a four for one, like, three for one kind of thing, like, it's just kind of insane and <laughs> it's real good yeah. it's real good um so all of the decks have a very very strong power level and yeah it's yeah it's pretty fun to watch too so that's good yeah absolutely um that said i, I definitely am not an expert and i'm trying to get more play in um but that is all we had to say about that kyle do you have anything else for our listeners today um we could probably talk about a main topic. Well, I meant before point. we get into the main topic. Oh, uh, well then no. <laughs> right. So, with that graceful segue, we bring you to our main event. Tonight, we would like to talk to you a little bit about removal in modern. Um this is a little bit less structured of an episode. This is more a discussion. Um but we're going to kind of run down kind of a loose list that we've thought of as kind of the tier 1 removal in modern. And then uh, talk maybe about some of the less played removal in the format and kind of what it takes and, uh, yeah, kind of see where that leads us. Yeah, we, uh, we did the episode on counters, and it was a pretty exhaustive list. Yeah. Um, but counters are a thing that most of the time, because of the way that counters are made in modern, you can play around them, right? They're like, you know, unless you pay two, unless you pay three, I counter this very specific spell, and you can, like, tell how much mana that your opponent has up, and then after you get the card through... Like, maybe they're tapped out or something like that. Then the card is there. Like, they can't counter it anymore right. because you've already cast it. Removal's a little bit of a different beast right. because you can't really, like, play around something that just says destroy target creature. Right? Yeah. Like, that's going to happen. It might not happen this turn, but, like, if they have it in their hand, at some point they will be able to cast that card and Absolutely. kill you. Absolutely. I think when you look at the formats, like, modern is defined as a format where the removal is eons better than the... Than, than like countermagic interaction right. is on the board, you, not you on the see stack. More like d- or killing focused con- control decks. Yeah, the tap than, out like, style. Yeah, the tap out style than the countering decks. Where you know, I say this, but Splinter Twin is actually a pretty big counter focused uh, control. Splinter select, Twin is the strangest. It's, it's a strange. Beast. It's a strange deck. But you know, in general, I think that the uh, the kill spells are very strong yeah i mean we have like terminate it's like a two mana destroy target that creature. thing is just gone it can't be regenerated we have like, we have abrupt decay <laughs> yeah we have abrupt decay is like you know destroying permanence and yeah, doesn't even care if they're creatures really so there's a lot of very powerful removal in modern and i mean you can see this in that the removal in legacy is basically the modern removal well i mean with swords I mean, instead of path, but yeah, yeah. Arguably, those cards are. Kind There's of a better removal in that in, but... in Legacy too, but it, like the thing in Legacy is so in Modern we have this thing where all of our counter spell is very situational and specific. In Legacy, the removal is very situational and specific. Exactly. We're playing things like Murder is a card, or not Murder, sorry, um, Smother is a card you can play in Legacy. Right. Like that's that's playable. Like um, all sorts of strange removal spells. And, For sure. Yeah. No. Uh, I I agree. So I guess. Let's start talking about sure. the, the main removal. Um, so I think probably the most played removal spell, Lightning Bolt. Lightning Bolt, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, hands down. The most Lightning played. Bolt is a Swiss Army knife of a card. Mm-hmm. It's got more modes than the Cryptic Command. Right. You yeah. just only get to pick one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it can go lots of places. Um, I guess, you know, deciding whether or not it's hitting a player or a creature, we talked about that a little bit earlier, is like, you know the the big the big decision with lightning bolt, mm-hmm. um, and so then you know obviously it deals three damage. 
no more, no less. Mm-hmm. Uh, the number shall be three. The number, <laughs> the number of the damage shall be three, and three shall be the number of the damage. And uh, you hear, you know, a lot of talk about. So saith Richard Garfield. <laughs> so saith. So saith. Yeah. <laughs> um, but anyway, you, you hear you hear talk that it, it doesn't pass the bolt test, or you know, yeah. dies to bolt. And so this is actually you know, a very legitimate test, as it is the most played removal spell in the format. So if something has four toughness, it doesn't die to the most common form of removal. Which, yep. you know, that's a very strong ability to have. That's something that I, I know was one of the draws of the Living End deck. Was that you? if, if you're in a lightning bolt format, well, all your guys are four butts. Right, right. And they like, can't like lightning bolt their way back into the game. Right, and that's why Deceiver Exarch, that's why Deceiver Exarch is so good in Twin, because it can't be bolted. And you'd like a combo piece that doesn't die to everything. Right. Spellskite has big butt. Yeah. Sea Drino, Tarmogoyf. Like, none of these cards can, can be killed with and, and these are our best things. Even though, like, you know, you can play Ball Lightning. Or, can you play Ball Lightning? Uh, probably. I don't like, you can play Lightning remember. Berserker. Yeah, like, yeah. You, or not Any Lightning of those, Berserker. like, effects. Like, like, yeah. The big attack power small butts yeah and, and those are just completely attack. unplayable yeah. right no and um, yeah so that's the thing is you can definitely still play cards that die to bolt right um, we see them you see you know cards like bob everything in steel infected. overseer the infect deck yeah um it can happen and basically what you are saying is that i'm playing a powerful enough card that if you don't bolt it this will just kill you yep. like that is basically the amount uh, like that that's what the impact of these cards have to be. Yeah. So if you look at a card like like Bob, right? If if it survives a turn, like you've got, you know, you've basically got your card advantage. It's drawn you an extra card and just replaced itself. Yep. If uh, if it dies after that, you're not down any cards. If it sticks around for two turns, now you're just strictly card advantage. Oh yeah, you're and just and then you keep going like You're that. so far ahead after two Bob clips. Right. That you've probably put away the game. Exactly. And, and in fact, um you're like, okay, if it survives a turn, you know, maybe I'll pump it a little bit. You know, second turn it survives, you're probably dead at that point. Like yep. you've taken two infect hits, you know, with pumps behind it. There's not your a card, lot you can do with your that card. Point. You're, you're probably dead. Right. Steel Overseer. It pumps up the entire board of affinity. And if you don't answer Steel Overseer, it makes all of your guys out of bolt range. Mm-hmm. Right. So like these, these are very powerful cards. So if you look at a card like say Mantis Rider, it's yeah, a very good card in standard right now. Standard doesn't have a really good version. It doesn't of bolt. have. It has fiery impulse, and that's it. <laughs> yeah, and so, so but if you look at um, so um, in modern, you're paying three mana. You're getting a Mantis Rider. Uh, they are paying one mana. They're killing it. Right. That's really bad. That's really bad. On the other side of the coin, let's look at Delver of Secrets. Delver of Secrets classically doesn't pass the bolt test. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and in modern, more than in legacy, it's kind of right on the cusp of playable. Mm-hmm. But the reason why it can be played is that. Okay, a Fugitive Wizard is terrible. But a 3-2 Flyer for one mana, uh, if you bolt that, you've spent the same amount of mana, you've spent the same amount of cards, it's a one-for-one, and I'm the Delver deck, so if I one-for-one you for a couple turns, and I can just sneak in enough damage, we can probably get there. Yeah, so, yeah there's that. Um, Delver normally has counter magic to yeah, protect yeah, yeah. it. Protecting um, the queen with one mana as opposed to three mana is a lot easier. Um, yeah, yeah, for sure. But and, you really have to work around that, and... I think that's the point. Right. And you have creature, you know, cards like, like the burn deck. It's you uses all of its creatures die to bolt. Yep. Like every one of them basically. But every creature in the burn deck is just a burn spell. Exactly. That's all you want out of them. They're you know, they have haste, they're trying to get in as fast as they can do, you know, if it does two damage, if it shocks them, you're normally like content, okay, that was worth a card. Yep. Um I, I got the value out of it. Um so like Mantis Rider, like you said, it it dies, you know, to bolt and you spent three mana, they spent one, you both spent a card or whatever. But if you think about Manstrider, you know, it has haste. So even if you get in there the first time, it attacks, like, right? And then they kill it on their turn. 
like you might as well have just had a bolt in your hand and yeah. hit them for three with your lightning bolt, right? So like the creature doesn't do anything on its own. You untap with it, you're like, okay, I get to hit you for six now that I untapped with it. That's fine. And I mean, like that's a good card at that point, but like it's not on the level of like Bob Steel Overseer. No, like, absolutely it's, not. It's on a completely absolutely different level. Not. Um, so other cards, like, I mean, like Kitchen Finks, right? Like, okay. Clearly that one is good against Bolt, right? Because the Bolt can only kill half of it. Yeah. And uh, things like that. But Token effects are great against Bolt because... Yeah, Lingering Souls. Yeah, Lingering yeah. Souls is the classic, like, I don't care about your Lightning Bolts. Get out of here, you silly man. Like, yeah. Um, Bloodbraid Elf was played when it was on when it was. Oh, yeah, Bloodbraid Elf, yeah. Because you got another card out yeah. of it when you casted it. Absolutely. So... so I, a lot of people, you know, dismiss, like, oh, dice to bolt. Like, that's not a big deal. If, if you have, like, you know, a combo deck where your entire combo basically just, like, scoops to the card bolt, then it's not going <laughs> <In> to fact, work. <laughs> <laughs> well, you have enough redundancy yeah, yeah, in yeah. that deck that it's not, like, you know, true combo. But if yeah. it was, like, if um, you had Splinter Twin and Deceiver Exarch was, like, a 1-3, and that's, like, the only options you had, I don't think it would be nearly as good as No, I think you're right. Um because just that's just one less card that they can answer your card with. Yep. And, and yeah, so Lightning Bolt, very, very strong removal spell. Very, very common. So let's continue on the cycle of one mana things and get to the white version of that card, Healing South. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> Path to Exile. <laughs> you can play Healing South. That is legal in this format. <laughs> I want to play the blue one. Yeah, me too. Anyways. We all want to play the blue one. We did. And it was banned. Yeah, and it was sad. That's true. Um, all right. Sorry. Sorry. Um, on to the white removal, one mana removal spell, Path to Exile. Uh, yeah. One white mana, exile target creature, the controller searches for a basic land. Right? This is a very common removal spell as well. Yeah, it's awesome. And it's it's I, source of shares. What could, it's better because they don't gain life. <laughs> yeah. Um, so... This card actually defines the format quite a bit as most decks run a basic land. Yep. One basic, usually. And I would say most of the time is not to play around Blood Moon. No. But it's to get value in case you get Path. Yep. Right? So if 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 you don't have any basics, then Path is just way better than Swords to Oh my shows, god, right? it's incredible. <laughs> but if you have one basic, you know, you're like, okay, I'm getting ramped a little bit, maybe you're fixing my colors. So like I know a classic example is like affinity. You always see like one basic in the deck. Mm-hmm. And it's like, okay, if one of my guys get path, I can I can get this up. Same thing with uh, 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 bl- the Titan. Blue Titan, yeah. Yep, you see one basic. And that one might be a little more towards Blood Moon, like being able to to do that, but they still run like uh, the seal of harmonies instead. So yeah. like, that's that's their main way. So they don't really care if they have the green. Source See, yeah, 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 yeah. So like these are all just you know shout outs to Path to Exile as a possible card. Yeah. So the reason you don't see it played as much anymore um, is kind of a couple things. So the first thing is uh, America Patriot is just not really a deck right now. Like Grixis is, seems to be better in almost every way. So yeah, yeah that's kind of awkward. Um, I guess Boggles plays it. Yeah, Patriot was a, was a much bigger force at a lot of times in the the format, and uh, when that was a thing, when America X decks were a thing, that that makes it a lot better. But no, I agree. It's a sell. You know, if if you're playing a white deck, you probably have Path Exile. Yeah, absolutely. Yep, basically there. Yeah. So I think another probably the third most common uh, removal was probably Abrupt Decay. Yeah, Abrupt Decay, for a long time, is to find any non-rotating eternal format. Like, ever since Return to Ravnica came out, that card has just been a house everywhere. It's been mm-hmm. illegal. Um, so, Abrupt Decay, you know, green and black, can't be countered, blow up 
target permanent CMC three or less. Yeah. Well, non land. Non land. Obviously, obviously not land. Yep. Oh man, that'd be so good. <laughs> oh man, the Storanian. <laughs> yeah. oh, 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 it'd be it'd be pretty strong. It'd oh. be like a strictly better sinkhole. <laughs> oh my god. Well, this is sinkhole land. Yeah, sinkhole is destroy target land for oh, black. You're right. It'd be just be better. Oh, <laughs> oh man. Uh, but yeah, so this is played in both Jund and Junk, which is you know, two very common mid rangey decks. Yeah, um, really anything that can do green and black. And those colors, they play very well together. Yeah. Like, historically, green and black do. And so, yeah, it's a very powerful card. It, it provides a very generic answer to to anything. It keeps, you know, it's a very main decked way. If you're playing combo, you're probably going to find something. So, like, you know, you're playing um, Storm against Storm. You can Abrupt Decay their Pyromancer Ascension. Yeah. You know, or they're playing against moments, or the Mirror like, Match, you Abrupt Decay, like, Tarmogoyf, right? Like, there's, like... No matter what your matchup is, there's something you can abrupt decay. Yep. Um, it's never going to just be a dead card. No, it's uh, always good. Great, which is great. It can't be countered. Also amazing. Um, one of the best cards you can have against uh, Splinter Twin. Yep. I know um, it was very backbreaking for Splinter Twin for a while. There was a, a card, I think it was like Breaching Hippogriff or some Hippogriff oh, yeah. or something. It was like basically a 3-2 that had the same effect uh, as the ones that you're running, but it costs four mana. And the twin players were like, you know, thinking, ah, oh, this costs four mana, it can't be Abrupt Decayed. But it so, dies to Bolt. It dies to Bolt, but it can't be Abrupt Decayed. Um, but I think, you know, the meta shifted a lot, and obviously it never really actually happened. I didn't see any lists that were successful running this this bad version. <laughs> but, but yeah, I think those are the three most common removal spells you will see. Yeah, I think... Sure. Um, maybe Terminate is now on the list. Yeah, I think, I think Terminate gets added to the list. There's a lot of Grixis right now. It's like kind of the flavor of the month thing. Yeah, no, for sure. Um, and I, I just basically wanted to point out, I brought, I brought up this card. Um, so, Stormbreath Dragon, right? Bear with okay. me for a second. It doesn't die to any of those. Literally none of those can kill this card. It has protection from white, it costs more than three, and it has four toughness. So, it doesn't die to the three most common removal spells. Granted, it costs five mana. It costs five mana, so That's you're, just, you're already dead. But, how hard is this thing to get off the table? Honestly. It only dies to the ones that basically Terminate. say, destroy target creature, which is Terminate. And now that Jun's becoming more popular, I think you know, a couple months ago, it was more of a junk-focused uh, meta, and then Jun started rising again after people realized that it still wasn't dead. Yep. <laughs> Um, but no, I just I always I saw Stormbreath when it was back in standard, and I was like I wanted to play this in modern, but I never really play red, so yeah. I never I never I never tried. I, you, that but, monstrosity ability is just never getting activated. Yeah, the it? monstrosity costs too much, and its other ability like it, yeah doesn't it doesn't have another ability. Well, I sorry, I guess I meant when you when you said monstrosity, I thought you meant just like giving it plus three plus three. And this other ability was it's also like yeah by the time but you can pay it's, for that they're hellbent yeah like like they are it's not going to do anything but you know five mana for a four four flying haste pro white that's not too bad I mean they're not going to block it and it's not going to die and it attacks the turn it comes down so it does you a know, lot of stuff do you, but you know it is a five drop and you? fives have to be very strong yeah five mana gets you Karanos. Five Karanos, mana gets you Slayer Angel um, Batter Skull Batter Skull yeah Batter like, Skull which is a card that's no longer good enough for modern. Yeah. And Yeah. And uh, basically, you know, with cards like obviously cards like Bane Slayer Angel, um, you can see it is a kind of played five drop. Yeah. Doesn't die to those. Karanos doesn't die to any of the removal because it's indestructible. It, and and like, it's also not isn't a creature. A creature. <laughs> <laughs> like <laughs> it just, you know, you have to be like exiled hard with enchantment. How many yeah. like how many of those cards are you playing really? So yeah. I mean I think a lot of the five drops that's 
they're they're commonly not going to die to removal. You're not going to yeah. play a five drop that dies to all of these. Yeah, uh, absolutely not. Spells. Unless you want to play like Olivia or Huntmaster or whatever, but those you get so much value out of that you don't even care. Yeah, for sure. Well, maybe not Olivia. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I think that those are the common. And then you said uh, terminate, you know, destroy target creature can't be regenerated. Yeah, that's black. pretty good. There's no playing around that spell. Like if your opponent has has that, like your creature is probably gonna die. I think that was the proto abrupt decay. Like <laughs> I think so too. I mean, there's dreadbore, which you could argue is, is the new terminate, but dreadbore is just terrible. Yeah, terminate um, is terminate is so better. strong. Dread, excuse me, dreadbore is okay um, for decks that really only want to kill things that like. Sorcery speed, really? But yeah, but who likes to play at sorcery speed? Man, it's not. It's not very common. Tapping man that. on your turns for chumps. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, the idea is that so if your opponent plays a planeswalker, like say Liliana, yeah, it, even if you have instant speed, yeah, like, not you're not going yeah. to be able to kill it before they activate it. So the idea is your opponent is going to get one activation of their planeswalker, even if you have it at instant speed. So Dreadbore is going to kill Planeswalkers just as well at sorcery speed. That's true. Um, but it kills creatures at sorcery speed as well, which sometimes is more relevant uh, yeah. that you kill them instantly. Um, what else is there? There's uh, there's some new stuff that got printed in cons that's kind of making a splash. Uh, murderous Cut. Oh, yeah. Bit, yeah. Murderous Cut you see quite a bit. Um, Usually it's like a one or two of. It's just for, for decks that don't really like use their graveyard sure. as a resource, they're just like, oh, well, if I had a Murderous Cut, I suddenly am using my graveyard now as a and, resource. And then it's just <laughs> the black swords to plowshares, and it's awesome. Oh, yeah. Yeah, if it's just, you know, black mana, just kill it. Yeah, awesome. just get that out of here. I don't want to see that anymore. Mm -hmm. um, I mean, even at two or three mana, it's not the worst in the world. Oh, no, no. Like, un unconditional removal spell, like, I think Terminate is the, you know, holy grail of unconditional removal spells. It's yeah. Like, if it costs... You know, if your murderous cut costs two mana, it's basically terminate, and then at that point you're good. And you know, three mana, it's definitely still playable. And the thing, you know, I'm just side note: <laughs> watching people play murderous cut, sometimes they'll be like, at the end of your turn, I'm going to murderous cut. They tap one black, they delve away their graveyard, and they kill you. They kill their thing, um, and then they just take turn. And sometimes, you know, sometimes it is correct to do that, but a lot of times, like if you're not going to use the mana. Besides, like, yeah, right. Why, you might as, why, why would you remove your graveyard now? Sometimes there's something like a Tarmogoyf on the field, and you can like make it smaller by delving like efficiently, or you know, there's some there's there's definitely cases where you want to delve your way, way your graveyard. But a lot of times, like you know, if you're if you're gonna pay the mana and like you're not gonna do anything else with it, you might as well save your graveyard for later. If you yeah, need, you might you draw you the save that for the second or, one. Yeah. yeah. So I just I just this is like a common thing I see a lot of new players doing. Yeah, just, or just, oh, or just me. That's something this. that I would do. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, oh, use my graveyard. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's because I'm easily amused. Uh, <laughs> some other cards from cons that, that are making a splashy modern. Cons was just a great set for for modern. It was a I very mean, the whole the whole block. Set. The whole block was really powerful. Yeah. Um, Roast and Rending Wally, two situational red spells. Very true. Um, roast is four mana, or sorry, two mana, red and one for four damage can't be countered. Not for a target five, creature. Five damage. Five damage. Target and creature can't have flying. Yes, you you like merge the two together. Yeah, roast can't anything. be countered is four. And <laughs> yeah. sorry, running volley. No, I so, don't have the cards in front of roast me. Roast is one colorless and a red. Yes, you'll five damage to target creature, creature without, without flying. flying. Yes. Sorcery, which is relevant. It but is a sorcery. That's how twin kills Tarmogoyf's dead, and also spell skites. Yeah, it kills Tarmogoyf's uh, siege rhinos, Tassigers, 
um, spell skites. Like, there's a lot of things with five toughness on the ground that yep. you just want to get. Just out of get here. it out. Um, Flying is actually a very like rare mechanic in modern. Yeah, there's not a not lot of flyers. Many flyers, and uh, like Delver's like the most iconic example I think mm-hmm. of a flyer in modern, and maybe it's some like spirit tokens and like things like that. Affinities got a bunch of flyers. Um, like Pod was a big thing. It had Resto Angels and yeah. stuff like that. But you don't see anything really running Resto Angels that much anymore, and and it's you know just not as common as you used to be and so it basically is destroy target it's time to break out blue white skies man yeah break it out (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Uh, but yeah no that's it's a very good card and the sorcery speed is the kind of part that hurts it but for the decks that want it they need to get those creatures off the table and lightning bolt just doesn't cut it anymore absolutely and uh rending volley is the other one that's one mana uncounterable deal four damage to target white or blue creature yep all right, nailed it. Nailed it. <laughs> that is an upgrade from the previous card that did that, which was... Combust. Combust. It was one in a red. One in a red, and it dealt five damage. Um, and it also could not be countered. It also could not be countered. So it's basically just, they, they reduced the cost by one colorless, and they reduced the damage by one. Which um, doesn't matter, because you're basically using that to win the Twin Mirror. Exactly. You're killing Twin, like, Twin and Resto Angel yep. are, like, probably you know, the, the two things that... But it's worth it for that, right? But yeah, like, yeah. It kills, it kills important. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it kills basically everything that's white. The only the only thing that makes it kind of awkward is like Siege Rhino, right? It's it's white, but like it won't kill it. Yeah. <laughs> um, but no, that's it's a very good card. Uh, another very common um, removal spell, Dismember. Oh yeah, Dismember. Yeah, it's the removal spell for decks that aren't playing red or black. <laughs> <laughs> four Phyrexian mana, <laughs> or four Phyrex- four life, two Phyrexian mana. Yeah, two Phyrexian mana and, and, and the colorless. Yep. And target is minus five, minus five. Have you so. ever back to back, like on the same turn, dismembered two Tarver Lakes? <laughs> I have not. I have, I've, <laughs> I've made this play in Elves. I regret nothing. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, Wizards does a pretty good job of keeping their color pie honest, and it is honestly hard to find removal in colors that aren't black or red. Yeah. And, or like white has passed. But besides that, I mean, those are your removal spells. And uh, if you're playing like mono green, mono blue, it's really not some way you can really easily kill something. No. And so you're resorting to Dismember, which you're putting in your deck knowing you're going to have to pay four life for it. Oh, yeah. And you're just like, yeah. Just get in there. <laughs> if I Look, if I take eight damage in a turn by killing two Tarmogoyfs that are both four fives, like, in the long run, I'm probably saving myself some money. Well, you're definitely saving yourself in the long run, and yeah. that's why you're playing the card. But Like, going to 12? Yeah, whatever. <laughs> but, no, that's, that's uh, another... Know, removal spell for the yeah. colors. Though. Also, kill Spellsky dead, um, which is important for oh, a lot right. of decks in modern. Spellsky is just an insane card in modern. I, I, I want to find some room in my sideboard for twin for that. You should for sure because that seems like wrong not to have it. It's a very very good card. Um, you can uh, put your twin on it, and then like the burn player, you just like always make a copy of it, and you're only taking two damage. They can just never kill it. What could possibly go wrong with that idea? <laughs> because I'm sure that's what you're going to be doing with your twin. Anyways. That sounds like something I would do. But, uh, that's, that's, uh, <laughs> you know me too well. Um, <laughs> Just giving you ideas. Yeah. Thank you. I appreciate that. Uh, <laughs> uh, you, you talked about um, Smother earlier. Oh, Smother, yeah. Uh, that's like a legacy removal, but it's, it's legal in modern. Yeah, but you just, um, there's not enough stuff you care about that, that, yeah, that kills in modern. I mean, it's really just Tomagoyf and things like that, but... Tarmogoyf said, uh, it's not Smother, was minus two, minus two. It's, no, it's the, uh, Smother is the one that destroys target creature at CMC3 or less. Oh, that's legal in modern? Yeah. The more you know, it's listeners. It's one in the black. 
I don't know what the minus two minus two one is. But uh, that, is that is definitely common. This one with the hand this on figure. it. This figure. This figure, yeah. Yep. That one's pretty good for, like, back when, like, Young Pyromancer and Delver were bigger. Yeah. Yep. That's also legal in modern. It is, yeah. I've seen it played in modern. There's, there's Massacre. Not legal in modern. No, legal in Legacy. And uh, oh, my new favorite from the Legacy tournament, um, Submerge. It's not really a removal, but it's just the coolest card. Yeah. Put your Tarmog Wife back on top of your library. Let me swing him and kill you. Yeah. Let's do that. <laughs> oh, what are you drawing next turn? Let me guess. Tarmog Wife? <laughs> Hibernate is also very fun if you're counting those kind of effects. Oh, yeah. Hibernate um, is gross. Bounce your board, but it's also an instant. So no, it's like, only, Hibernate is only well, return it's, green it's, it's creatures. It's ground green, but if you're, you know... If you want to win the elf matchup, this is how you do it. Yeah, I mean, but normally, like, you know, if they have, like, Siege Rhinos... Or not Siege Rhinos. Like, Huntmaster if they, of the Bells, If you bounce uh, Siege like, Rhinos, they'll thank you. <laughs> no. But it's like uh, Huntmaster of oh, the Oh, yeah, Bells, all the tokens. All the tokens, it gets bounced. Uh, Tarmogoyfs get bounced. Kitchen things get bounced. Like, you bounce you all these. You also would like them to bounce your kitchen but, things. But it's an instant, so you can be like at the end of your turn, bounce your board if it's all green, and if they're over seven cards, it starts to discarding, so you get value oh, out of it. I like it. And then normally you just kill them. That's why you cast it. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah pretty cool. It's kind of expensive. It's three mana, but yeah. it's pretty cool. Boil um, if we're gonna get into that. But. Yeah, and then there's also like the wrath effects for removal. Right? Oh, sure. And, there's a uh, supreme verdict, which I think is criminally underplayed in modern. But there's no deck that really wants it right now. Yeah, really blue, white, white, blue is a like not very common uh, colors to be played together right now. There's like the like Sun Titan control deck or whatever. But, yeah, but it's not very I good. Mean, normally, you're seeing black and red being your like control bases, yeah. or like black and green, black and white, like, which is like odd, that. isn't it? Yeah. Like, like if you look at the standard rotations coming into modern, that wasn't really the case. Like, the best control decks traditionally have been blue-white. Like, I've been mm-hmm. playing since, like, Return to Ravnica and Stride Standard, and, like, yeah. the best control decks have been blue-white. Like, there's been, like, Jund and Tap Out stuff, but, like, the way you go over the top, you play blue-white. You play yeah. blue-white-red. You oh, play... I, played, I played blue-white in um, Return to Ravnica. You had yeah. Supreme Verdict, you had uh, Terminus, because uh, Absent Restore was still like, legal at the you, time. Do you want to beat Mono Black Devotion? Like, yeah. That's how you beat Mono Black Devotion. You just play more Sphinxes, Revs, than they have Pack Rats. Like, the the thing is, and if you look at Legacy, the control deck is Miracles. Right. And that's, like, the bluest, whitest control deck <laughs> I've ever seen. It's very blue-white. <laughs> With um, a little yeah, bit of red. Modern yeah. is just missing that control deck. And it, the fact that um, blue-white doesn't have very many kill spells, right? Yeah. Just have Pat. And the counters are so conditional, it just isn't enough there to deal yeah. with it. But, yeah, so you have the entire bar super. Supreme Verdict, uh, you have Damnation, Wrath of God. Yeah, like Day of Judgment. Right? Day of Judgment, but you're probably just going to play Wrath of God instead, right? Because it can't be regenerated for the exact same Oh, price. yeah, yeah. This is the strictly better upgrade. Planar Outburst, <laughs> or Planar Cleansing, if you want to, like, get everything else <laughs> out there. If you want to go too. there, yeah. Um, but, again, so those those removal spells are interesting because those are things you can actually play around. So this is, like, you know, if you're playing against the control deck, if you, if you see it, which is very rare. Um, but they definitely have, you know, Supreme Verdicts, uh, uh, Day of, not Day of Judgment. Wrath, Wrath of, God. of God. There we go. Um, they have these spells. So, you know, the way you effectively play around these is you play cards in your deck that you they have to answer right now, right? So, like, the idea is you play one or two cards and, like, you're just you're sandbagging your creatures. You're not just... Maybe at the beginning, if you're an aggro deck, you're throwing your cards out. But if you're one of the, like, more mid-rangey decks, you know control is going to beat you. Like, that's their idea. So, you play... Uh, Thrun was like the prime example yeah. of this. You'd play out a Thrun and it has Hexproof, they can't kill it. A Supreme Verdict doesn't kill it because you can never generate mana. And so only Wrath of God will like, get rid of this card. 
and you basically just played this Thrun, and you attacked for four every turn, and you left up your regenerate mana, and, like, you maybe deployed a second threat, like, if you needed to end the game faster for some reason. But other than that, you're just like, okay, answer this Thrun, uh, and then maybe I'll play something else after that. Mm-hmm. But, like, that was the idea. Things like Kitchen Finks are really good. So you, like, play Kitchen Finks, and you're like, well, I have to answer it twice uh, for this to die. Yeah. Um, but you definitely don't just throw your hand on the board and have it all wiped away. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but, yeah. I think that that's, you know, the removal in Modern, since it's so good, um, you just don't need as many of them, right? Yeah. Like the, the counters were so conditional, you had to play the correct counters for the, you know, the correct meta. Um, the removal is more of, you know, like I said, Abrupt K doesn't have any bad matchups. Terminate, Destroy Target Creature, like Murderous Cut, Bolt, like all these cards. Yeah, they're great. Are great. They're going to be played no matter what, and these are the clear answers for the, the problem that you're trying to solve. Absolutely. All right. Well, I think that just about does it for our talk on modern removal spells. Um, you know, if you have anything you'd like to add to the discussion, you'd like to compliment us about our lovely speaking voices or berate us about the things that we've gotten wrong for the episode, you can do so by reaching out to us on social media. I'm at Morgan underscore URC and Kyle's at Kyle underscore URC on Twitter. You can email us at UrzusRadio at gmail.com. Uh, you can find us on iTunes, on Stitcher, and on SoundCloud. You can check out our blog at UrzusRadio.wordpress.com. You know, we, we try to do a good job of answering our emails, and we love hearing from our fans. And so, uh, yeah. yeah. People have been contacting us on Twitter lately, too. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we tweet. It's, <laughs> we, we have joined the Twitterverse. Yeah, that's something I uh, did not do really at all before, no, yeah. uh, before this. Look so. at us. We're like uh, social networking <laughs> network people. I'm sure they'll make a movie about us yeah, sooner or something. later. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> Maybe we get Jesse Eisenberg to play you. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Uh, yeah, um, so I don't really have great sign-off prep for today, and I, for that I apologize profusely, but there's only so many puns I can make in a day, uh, and I use them all at work. <laughs> so uh, what, I, what I instead uh, I'm, I'm, I'm going to do is I'd like to pose a question uh, to our listening audience, and that question is this. Would you be interested in watching streaming coverage of some of what we talk about here today? Uh, we, don't, we both have Magic Online. Um, we don't play a whole lot. Uh, but we have a couple of modern decks built and, uh, you know, draft some. And uh, if there is interest, um, you know, we could dust off the old keyboard, jump into some eight mans and some dailies and put up some videos, kind of walk through our play process. Uh, specifically, I have elves put together completely on Moto. Um, I'm, I'm missing a couple cards for the, the latest iteration that I have, but it wouldn't be too much trouble to put that together. And then, uh, you know, I've got some tickets saved up for drafting. I don't know, Kyle. Honestly, it has been years. Yeah, it's been years. (laughs) Um, I have not not got a Magic Online in a while. I remember they they released their version 4 client, Mm -hmm. and I was, like, all excited that it was going to just be the answer, and all of the bad things were going to go away. And then it uh, was definitely lower than my expectations. <laughs> maybe my expectations were a little too high. Maybe yeah, the client misinformed column A, column B. Yeah, I don't yeah, know. Yeah. But uh, it definitely is like still just better to play paper for me. Yeah. And living you know in Seattle, if I sure. want to play Magic, it is so easy to find somebody right there's card shops everywhere so well maybe maybe we could do paper video content then like maybe we could set something up get a recording read together oh yeah i mean there's definitely a lot of options for that so as well. if video content is something that you would like to have as a part of this experience let us know and we'll see what we can get together uh one one idea that i'd had was you know since 
playing Moto isn't maybe something that we want to like both do independently. Maybe we could both sit at a computer and like play together through yeah. a queue and like talk through our decisions and give commentary while we're playing. Yeah, that that'd, um, be, that'd be cool too. Yeah, we could do Twitch. We could do whatever. Uh, yeah, stuff. Build, upload YouTube videos even. Yeah. Um, if people don't want to live stream. Yeah, whatever. Whatever. I mean, at the end of the day, this show's for you and it's also for us. And we're gonna practice magic either way. So. If if you'd like to hear see some video content, you know, make your voice heard and uh, let us know. Cool. All right. Well, thank you so much for listening, and we hope to hear from you all again next week.